man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Arguably the best basketball player in the world right now. And a man that just wants to hurry up and end the NBA playoffs so he can go watch his horses race. Nice. Late to work sports. What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports, where we have no agenda and just raw sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, and uh, and this week, we actually do not have Ray Ray on the show. He's uh, kind of tied up with some personal stuff, so we brought another guest on there, and that is Mr. 409 himself. How's it going, Colton? Uh, it's going pretty good, John. Uh, just enjoying life, as always. Yeah, man, we got a a pretty good show, but uh, before we get to that, let me tell everybody, we apologize that we didn't drop an episode last week. Uh, As some of y'all know, I'm in the Marine Corps, and uh, it was a very, very busy two weeks with uh, with the big training exercise that we did, so uh, I was completely out of pocket. So, with that being said, though, 409, if you're ready, man, we we got to recap two championships, and a lot of stuff with uh, the NBA, and some stuff going on in the football world. So if you're ready, big dog, we'll roll right into it. Kick it. All right, then. Here we go. All right. Well, uh, I guess first then, 409, we'll talk about the NHL recap and uh, how that all played out. So as you're aware... We have a Stanley Cup champion, and that would be the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So I'm not sure uh, how many championships Las Vegas has had, but I will say that it is the first one for the hockey world. So the last time we talked, Vegas was up one to nothing in the series, and, I mean, it quickly, quickly ended. So game two was easily won by Vegas as well. 7-2. 7-2. to two. Power plays, they were still the big deal there. Vegas scored on two of the four while Florida was 0 for 4. Uh, I, th- I would say the big thing here would be goalie play. I mean, if you look at uh, the shots on goals and stuff like that, the uh, the Florida Panthers goalie, man, just, just is not getting it. He, he just wasn't getting it done. You know, Vegas' goalie was stepping up. And it just seemed like Florida's goalie forgot to play, unfortunately. Florida had been the more physical team in that game with 44 hits to Vegas' 24. So they were out there putting it in. They just weren't getting the goalie play. Next we go to game three, man. And uh, it was an OT game with Florida actually getting their first win of the series, 3-2. to two. Vegas's only goals came on power plays. And it's a lot less physical game with only 18 to 14 hits in favor of Vegas. So then we rolled into game four, and game four was won by Vegas to put them up 3-1. Shots on goal, 31 to 31. And this was also a much more physical game than game three, with 32 to 21 in favor of Vegas. So then we rolled into game five, and uh, obviously we, we know how that one ended. It was a bloodbath. A bloodbath. Vegas said, wait a minute, this is our chance to win the championship? Hey, stand by. And uh, and they just cruised, man. They just cruised. They crushed them. And uh, now they're sitting on top of the hockey world. Only, I think they were established in 2017, I think is what I've seen. So less than 10 years in the league, man, and already, uh, already cementing your name in the legacy or in the history book, so. What do you uh, what do you think about that for now? What do you, what's your thoughts on the Vegas Golden Knights, an expansion team, who is now sitting on top of the hockey world? Well, I will say this: Vegas owner, I believe, when Vegas first became an expansion team and got into the NHL, he predicted a championship by year six, and as you see, they won a championship in their sixth year of being a team in the NHL. So I, I think that was a pretty cool thing to finally see. 
Um, Vegas really is just, they have way better a goalie, as you can tell, uh, just by looking at all the, the scores. It wasn't even close in, in most of the games that Vegas won. I think the, the closest game was game four and game three were four to one in game three, three to two in OT, and then three to two Vegas in game four. Uh, I honestly loved Vegas seeing that they finally got a team they can actually watch besides the Raiders when they finally moved to Las Vegas. Uh, I forgot how many years ago that was now. But it's it's a good thing to see if, if you love sports at all. Yeah, the world of betting now has a team that is winning championships. So at least one franchise has got it figured out because we know the Raiders do not. So it's uh, – the Vegas has been close a few times, man. So it was really, to me, in my, in, in my mind, only a matter of time before they eventually were, you know – the Stanley Cup champions. I mean, they put it together like, uh, and and not to beat a dead horse because we've said it many times, Bray Ray and myself, but the NHL has got this junk figured out when it comes to expansion. Like when they bring a team in, man, they got it figured out. Uh, they could definitely, or other other uh, sports leagues could definitely take notes because. To me, it's good for hockey, right? You bring a new team in. You don't want that team to suck for 20 years. I mean, I don't know if Texas has ever even won a playoff game. You know, I mean, they've barely ever been to the playoffs. It just think, I know I know it's probably a lot harder with, with that, that scale of, you know, rosters that you would need for, like, the, NA, uh, the NFL. But I don't know, man. I don't know, like... To me, it would definitely be beneficial for the for the NFL to kind of start looking at this process. So, but I got nothing else to say about this one, man. It was honestly relatively uneventful. Vegas just came in and imposed their will on Florida. So, and I agree, Florida really had no chance, but they did show potential when they weren't even projected to be in the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I was actually surprised. I mean, I'm sure everybody counted against them when it came to them facing Boston. So, Well, let's roll into NBA. And uh, before you and I break it down, Colton, we'll go ahead and uh, throw it over to Austin and let him him break down how it all has played out in the last two weeks. So, Austin, you got it, man. What's up, guys? I've got a lot of awesome games to talk about as well as some crazy stats. So let's get straight into it. Game three of the NBA Finals was one for the history books. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray made history on Wednesday night, and the Denver Nuggets are two wins away from making some real franchise history as well. Jokic and Murray became the first teammates to ever record a triple-double in the NBA Finals as the Nuggets reclaim the lead in the series after beating the Heat 109-94 in Game 3. Jokic finished with 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists, the first 30-20-10 game in NBA Finals, or at least since the assists have been tracked. Murray finished with 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists as well, and the Nuggets out-rebounded the Heat 58-33. Jokic and Murray also combined for 24 field goals while Miami only had 34. Jokic and Murray combined for 31 rebounds while Miami, while Miami had 33. And Jokic and Murray combined for 20 assists while Miami had just that many. Jimmy Butler scored 28 points. Bam finished with 22 points and 17 rebounds. And Caleb Martin added 10 as well. The game was constantly back and forth until the second half when the Nuggets took over and didn't let up. The Nuggets now lead the series 2-1 with the next game staying in Miami. That leads us on to game four of the finals where the Nuggets take a commanding win over the Heat in a 108-95 victory. Aaron Gordon scored 27 points and Jokic added 23 as the Nuggets go up 3-1 in the series. Bruce Brown had 21 points off the bench for the Nuggets, who just won their fifth straight road game to grab complete control of this series. Jamal Murray had 15 points and 12 assists, as this is his fourth consecutive double-digit assist game, and not to mention he didn't even have any turnovers tonight. 
Jimmy Butler scored 25 points for the Miami Heat, who just have fell 3-1 in their last three finals appearances, this one joining the 2014 and 2020 seasons. Bam finished the night with 20 points and 11 rebounds, while Kyle Lowry added 13 points. Now on to Game 5, where the Denver Nuggets outlasted the Miami Heat 94-89 in an ugly, frantic game that did nothing to derail Jokic as he bailed out his teammates with 28 points, 16 rebounds on the night, where nothing else seemed to work. Jokic became the first player in NBA history to lead the league in points, which was 600, rebounds 269, and assists 190 in a single postseason. Not surprisingly, he was awarded the Bill Russell Trophy as the NBA Finals MVP, an award that certainly has more meaning to him than his two regular season MVPs in the 2021 season and 2022 season, and the one that got away from him, as some would say, this season. Unable to shake the heat or their own closing night jitters, the Nuggets missed 20 of their first 22 three-point attempts and seven of their first 13 free throw attempts. They finally overcame that, to take a late seven point lead only to see the heat's jimmy butler go off and score eight straight points to give the heat a one point lead with 245 left to play butler made two free throws to help regain a one point lead with 158 left in the game but then bruce brown from the nuggets got an offensive rebound and a tip in to give the nuggets an edge that they would not give up trailing by three points with 15 seconds left butler jacked up a three but missed Brown and KCP both made two free throws down the stretch late in the game to clinch the series and give the Denver Nuggets their first ever NBA title. And that's going to be it for me, guys. I'll see you next week. I appreciate it, Austin. So, unfortunately, this did not go my way, Colton. It uh, did not go my way, man. I I thought... Tyler Hero is going to come in, possibly, you know, bring it back in game five. Unfortunately, I was wrong. If you, uh, if you look, man, the Nuggets were just a better team. I mean, they just played better. There's no other way to put it. We, we needed a big game from Jimmy Butler. We needed big games from Bam. We needed big games from the bench. And, uh, it was still just a struggle. You know, the Nuggets, if you look at the first four games they played, they scored 104, 108, 109, 108. We needed in game five to score 110 or more. I mean, honestly, to, to win this one. And uh, we just we just couldn't seem to get it done, man. Just couldn't seem to get it done. It was heartbreaking. I, I would say that I'm glad I didn't watch it. I was, uh, I was busy working at the time. <laughs> And uh, I'm glad I didn't watch it. I mean, to lose 89-94, you didn't even break 90 points. It's rough, man. It's rough. There's really not much you could say here. The the Nuggets came in, and uh, Miami basketball, they play throughout the whole playoffs. Or not through the whole playoffs, rather. Really through the Celtics series and the finals. It caught up with them, you know? I mean... You can't play the way they play and then expect to just have this monster fourth quarter every game, especially against a team that has a two-time MVP on there, arguably the best basketball player in the world right now, and a man that just wants to hurry up and end the NBA playoffs so he can go watch his horses race. <laughs> so, I mean... What was your thoughts on the on this? I know y'all were chirping like crazy in the Discord. So what was your thoughts on this, Colton? I was honestly torn on who I wanted to really pull out away from this because I, I I love Jokic. I, I'm a big center guy as I I loved Shaq when he played, even though I was I was quite young around the time that Shaq and Kobe were both on the Lakers at the same time. I was only a few years old. But just going back and watching the highlights of Shaq just dominating. as something of, else. I'm telling you what, it was something else. That's, it reminds me how Jokic is, but in a more modern way of being dominant, if you know what I mean. He's not backing someone down, dunking on you. He's more being has more finesse to it. And mm-hmm. I don't know many other teams that can stop him. 
as we can tell by this series alone. Uh, as you see, the uh, Miami only averaged 90, not even 100 points a game. Uh, you had to score, uh, you had to keep up with the Nuggets scoring well up to 109 was the game high of all the games they played. Uh, there, there wasn't really keeping up, in my opinion. You know what's crazy, man? Both of these games, right, that, that were played, uh, neither one of them throughout all five games, neither team ever broke the league average of points per game. Wow. Yeah, so... All that they scored. I mean, had they had they been playing, you know, in in regular season, they uh, they would have lost more than one. That's wow. a crazy thing to hear and see. Uh, teams not even averaging the league average through the regular season and s- score way below it during the NBA Finals. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I think Miami will be back. You know what I mean? I'm not too worried about them. Uh, there's talk about them getting uh, Damian Lillard. And there, you know, there was talk about them, and we'll go ahead and get in this topic then, I guess, just roll on this one so I can stop reliving the uh, the terrible past here. Um, there was talk about us getting Bradley Beal and uh, that we were, you know, actively in the running to get him well, as we all know, that did not pan out that way. Right now, it looks like the Suns are going to get him. And I'll go ahead and let you dab a little bit more into this one, uh, 409, to kind of tell them, out the world, what this trade is looking like, you know, what what level it's at right now. And, uh, I mean, go ahead and give your thoughts, too, of, of who you think won this trade and who you think lost it. So I'll dive into the details of the trade as as what's out at this moment. Bradley Beal went, obviously got traded to Phoenix in exchange for Chris Paul, Landry Schmidt, multiple second-round picks, and multiple pick swaps. Obviously a huge blockbuster deal that you don't see many star players being traded in such a really lopsided trade. Like... Not a single first-round pick being traded for someone of Bradley Beal's caliber. It is yeah, wild, super wild to see not a not a single first-round pick being traded. At least one. Um, obvious winner of this trade is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Wizards they got absolutely demolished when it comes to what they gave up to what they got back. They gave Bradley Beal up for so little and not even any really future assets besides second round picks was most times don't turn into much. Uh, I honestly like Bradley Beal going to the Suns. It just sucks for the Suns as they have five players going into contract right now next season and are already on the verge of having no cap space to sign any future stars or really any big talent um that's kind of i don't know how they're gonna i don't know how they're gonna work that honestly i mean they're definitely in the luxury tax already so i don't i'm not sure how they're gonna end up pulling that off but it it will make them a very very nasty team um i would say it would make them a favorite but i mean but they get watched move, games. Hmm? I said if they move on from eight now, it'll make things a little easier. But it's just finding a team willing to take on his contract. Yeah, I don't know how it's all going to play out. Um, I mean, I, I I honestly thought the Suns were a, a good enough team that they could have been in the NBA Finals this year, and obviously that didn't pan out. So I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, this is uh, Bradley Bill is definitely going to make them a threat in the West for sure. 
it's just can they bring all the pieces together? I think it's going to be the big question here. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we've seen these juggernaut teams here recent years, and they've not been able to do anything. I mean, we we've watched. I mean, just just recently with um, LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. You know, or even so, the Nets with. Kyrie Harden mm-hmm. and KD, and neither of those teams panned out at all. And now none of the players are really on the teams besides, you know, LeBron and AD on the Lakers. Yeah. So we don't really know how this is going to play out. I would say that paper wise, this is a very, very good team and possibly, you know, NBA championship caliber. It's definitely NBA, NBA championship caliber. But can they play well together is the question that everybody is going to be trying to figure out. So it's uh it's going to be entertaining for sure, man. It's going to be, especially man, if I'm telling you what man, if my heat can get Damian Lillard. Ooh. Yeah. I'd love, love to see that. Dan Dame needs to go somewhere else in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, enough of that. Enough of that. I'm going to get all excited, and then it ain't going to happen. I thought we were going to get Bill, and that didn't happen. So before I get my hopes up, <laughs> what about this Ja Morant stuff, man? He uh he just got suspended for, was it 20, what was it, 20 what games? 25 games. Yeah. So as we know, right, we all know what happened with him. Uh, he flashed the gun for a second time. Said it was a toy gun. Maybe it was, but at this point, it's the principle of the matter. You're flashing it around like it is a real gun. Maybe the first video was a real gun. Who knows? Or a toy gun. Who knows? But either way, man, you're trying to represent this toy, as you're saying. You're trying to pass it off as a real gun. So you got all these people looking up to you. It's not a good look. Uh, And the NBA. They handed it down, man, and, and they smacked you. So I don't know what his future holds, but they also said it's a, correct me if I'm wrong, 409, but did it say it was a, uh, it's at least a 25 game suspension because he has other criterias he has to complete before he's eligible for reinstatement, correct? Correct. Uh, he is suspended 25 games without pay, but he still has to go through those. Like rehabilitate uh, rehabilitation, like for in the clauses or whatever the word for it is mm-hmm. to before he can be reinstated, as you said. Well, I mean, I, I man, I wish the best for the guy. Uh, I really do. You know, I, 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 you're in a position that many people don't get a chance to to be in. So I don't want to see him not succeed, but maybe maybe losing a little bit of this money, I mean, maybe this will kind of open his eyes to be like, dang, dude, you know. I You thought the first time would, but it, but it didn't, so. Right. How about well, uh I will say this ahead. before we go to our next topic. As you... As you know, he's due to make $33.5 million this season alone. Mm-hmm. He's going to lose over $300,000 per game during suspension, which equals to oh. approximately $7.5 million minimum that he loses. And that's not considering you know brand deals, sponsorships that he'll probably lose out on for being suspended. It- <laughs> Whoa. I'm Very- glad you broke the figures down. I didn't break them down. Yeah, no, I, I just saw that now, and it's wild to see how much money he's making and how much money he's going to lose over 25 so you, games. So you flashed a toy gun, as you're saying, and that toy gun cost you $7 million. Ouch. That's painful, dude. Yeah, I would die to have $7.5 million. <laughs> well, let me, uh, let me throw this out, man, before we roll into football, and I guess this will caveat us into football, so... I don't know the data when this was posted, but Jack Jones for the New England Patriots, right? Oh, Lord. So Jack, yes, sir. You know where this is going. So yeah. Jack Jones posted about Ja Morant and said on Twitter, and I'll read it verbatim here. He said, at Ja Morant, dumb. You letting social media and your pride run, 
ruin your real money. Put them guns down and run that money up. Make one of your homies sign up for security or conceal carry if you feel like you need it that bad. But you the breadwinner, you gotta start acting like it. Now why is this important? Well, Jack Jones was just arrested at Boston Logan International Airport for attempting to bring two guns on a plane. Mm. Very tough to, to hear and see happen to a corner who had a decent season last year. Not a very... Here's what kills me, man. How are you going to talk about somebody when your hand's just as dirty? Right. You, I mean, you, you can't do that, man. You can't do that. If you, you're giving all this advice... First off, why are you taking a gun on, why are you trying to take not just one gun, but two guns on a plane? What is wrong with you? Right, not even like at least letting the airport know that you're trying to bring a gun. Because I know there is, certain, depending on states, if you let them know and at least show them that it's not loaded, most times they'll let you take it. As far as I've seen, but just trying to bring oh. it, bring it without saying anything. I know that's a, that's a huge crime. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why you thought that would be okay. Like, that's what kills me. Like what, what made you think, you know what? Probably not a big deal. You know, I'm, I'm a celebrity. Is that what he thought? Like, you know, do you know who I am? Like, I, I just don't know his thought process there, but. One way or another, hey, you're the breadwinner. So, not going well for you, ma'am. Well, that leads us into our uh, next topic here. And uh, I know we're kind of running through these topics pretty quick, but a lot of them don't have a lot of details to them, man. We just kind of want to get some topics out there for some people to let y'all hear them. So, all right. Well, uh, 4-9, that rolls us into our next topic since we're on football. And, uh... Before Danger Russ was part of the Denver Broncos, do you know they almost traded for another big name quarterback? I did not know. I actually just found out this information today. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, back, like I said, back when they were trading for Russell Wilson, there was a bu- another big name that, that they were working towards. And, uh, the Broncos almost had the trade completed, but it fell apart in the last minute. But had they had it completed, the New York Jets would not have their current quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was almost a Denver Bronco. So right at the last minute, Green Bay opted to run it back for one more season with Rodgers. And here's what's mind-blowing, and I'm sure Green Bay is, you know, just kicking themselves now. The deal would have included three first-round picks, Drew Locke and Jerry Judy. Three first-round picks, man. That's a pretty hefty deal to trade for an aging quarterback. Yeah, and, you know, obviously when that didn't happen, Denver pivoted to acquire Russell Wilson. And with a slightly lesser trade package, so they got a lesser grade quarterback, but they also had to give up less. So this doesn't seem too far off, too, because obviously this is all stuff that had came out. Because when you look at the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett as their coach, Hackett was coming off two seasons as the Packers' offensive coordinator, in which Rodgers had won two consecutive MVPs. So the move could have been a very, very good move. Now, obviously, we've seen how that played out. Right? They got Russell Wilson in. They did horrible, and Hackett got fired. So, Hatchet, Hackett, Hatchet, Hackett, whatever his name is, he got fired. <laughs> I mean, the plan is that he got fired. So, it was also understood, too, man, and this is where it just continues to get wilder and wilder. Devontae Adams wanted to join Aaron Rodgers in Denver as well. So that was a possibility. So I guess first off, for now, let me ask you this, man. Was it a smart move 
by the Broncos not picking up Aaron Rodgers because they were able to give up less? Or was it, you know, a dumb move for Green Bay because they kept him one more year and got less or, you know, got less from the, uh, the, the Jets than what they could have got from the Broncos? What, what's your what's your thought on this? How do you think this all played out, man? And, and what's your uh, – was it a smart move by one of the teams, dumb move by both the teams? What you think? Well, I'll, I'll I'll say this first. Really, both trading for either Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, I honestly didn't – I don't care for either of the quarterbacks. I, Aaron Rodgers I, is, is better than Russell Wilson, obviously. I don't care for either of – the quarterbacks in terms of let Russ cook. Right. I mean, Russ is an undersized quarterback anyways. Yeah. He has what? One super bowl. Undersized easy, big dog. He's my size. Easy. I mean, he's taller than me, but in terms of the average NFL height for a quarterback, he's still somewhat undersized and has a sort of smaller frame like Bryce young, for example. Hold up now. Me and Danger Russ are bigger than Bryce Young. I'm gonna need you to put some respect on us. Okay. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna talk about us like that. I'm taller and way more than Bryce Young. Easy. He may be able to throw the football better than me, but I'm bigger than that man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Jeez. But go- going back on the trade packages that each whether you know you would trade it for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. I honestly preferred the Broncos to take Russell Wilson, even though I don't care for Russell Wilson in terms uh, like as much as Aaron Rodgers. It's just the deal sounded a little bit better, and you honestly probably wouldn't have gotten the Geno Smith doing all that well on the Seahawks if this trade never happened. I think all those what-ifs in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, whether Jordan Love probably would have started last season had Aaron Rodgers played for the Broncos. It's hard to think what would have been better trade-wise. It's just a lot to wrap my head around of what would have been better now that we've seen how it's played out. Yeah, I think that Denver would have been much better with Aaron Rodgers there. Um, I know Nathaniel would have been much better. He wouldn't have uh, been in the unemployment line at the end of last season, right? So, but I, uh, I don't know, man. I think that uh, I think that that the Broncos would have been better with Aaron Rodgers. I, I until I really dug into Russell Wilson's stats, I always thought he was a really, really good quarterback. But when I started really digging into his stats, he's been on decline. So I think, you know, Pete Carroll's seen something we didn't see, obviously. And going to why I liked Aaron Rodgers better than, you know, Russell Wilson, I still prefer the Russell Wilson trade, but wish it would have been a different quarterback. You know what I mean? I would definitely say that it was more beneficial for to me for the Broncos future to have gotten Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. But then again, man, you sell out, you win one ring. That's all that matters, right? And so, look at the Los Angeles Rams. That's it, man. Nobody can ever take it away. No one cares that they had the worst season as defending Super Bowl champs in NFL history. All they know is Hey, they want a ring. Ten years from now, no one will ever remember that until they pull up on Monday Night Football some ugly stat about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's what that's how it is, man. So they continue to bring up the goal line interception with the Seahawks and Patriots a few years uh, a while back. Yeah, they they still bring that up here and there. So, but well, let's roll into our last little topic here, man, and. uh Really, it's it's kind of um, it's not so much really about the topic per se, but it's kind of our thoughts on it. So I don't know if you know who Baby Gronk is, or if any of y'all out there know who Baby Gronk is, but 
He is a 10-year-old kid who is just dominating youth football. Well, he's also the youngest uh, person to ever have an NIL deal. And uh, he's making all this money. Well, what came out today, or not today, uh, about a week or so ago, um, was his dad has pretty much been driving him. He was a high school football player, and he's been driving his son to do to play football and be you know good at football and all this and that. But he has like this workout routine that his son does every day. And like he, he doesn't even really let this kid be a kid, man. I mean, he just drives this kid like and it's honestly if you look at it, it's it's kind of like a collegiate or pro level athlete like they would do. So all right, so J.J. Watt, right, he caught wind of this, and uh, this is kind of what, what what sparked all this, and it has become kind of a real big debated thing. So this is from The Athletic. It says, Baby Gronk is a 10-year-old whose father is pitching him as the next big thing in college football. He's a real athlete. He's not a normal kid, his dad told us. He has been trained and programmed since he was six years old. Now his dad said, uh, Jake San Miguel is his dad. He says, we put five or six days a week of training. He diets, he eats clean foods, salmon and brown rice. He is in a routine. He's a real athlete. He's not a normal kid. Now. Wow. Yeah. Now we've all seen stuff like this in the past, right? Where, uh, where people, you know, they ride their children too hard to be, you know, whatever it is, man, cheerleaders, wrestlers, football players, basketball players, you name it, and they burn the kids out. Well, J.J. Watt came on, and I'm going to tell you, I love me some J.J. Watt. He came on, man, and he says this, right? He says, I've always said kids should play multiple sports and kids should be allowed to be kids. I'm not against advanced leagues better competition, etc. But no kid should be playing one sport all year and no kid should be training like a pro until at least high school. They're kids. I can't agree more, man. I mean, honestly. I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I Initially, after reading all this, man, it, it honestly just made me sick to my stomach, right? And then... uh the more I thought about it, the less I was sick to my stomach and the more I just felt bad for the kid, man. Because I got a seven-year-old. He's almost eight. Okay? And I put him in sports and I put him in whatever he wants. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. We, we, I get out there. I train with him. You know what I mean? But I'm not training with him to, like, not be a kid. You're still, you're still a kid, man. We finish your game. You can go get you, you know, an ice cream good let's go man you know what i mean you uh you want to get you you know he don't really drink soda but you know if you've wanted to drink soda or if he you know whatever let, let's do it when the season's up you want to go outside and you know you want to practice your swing or you know because he plays baseball or you know you want to play catch or stuff let's do it man right but at the end of the day i, I let my kid be a kid if he tells me because he's done mma too for about about three years you know, at the end of the day, when he's like, hey, Dad, I want to go do some MMA. I want to take, you know, a season off on baseball. All right, man. Like, you do what you want to do. Am I always going to try to help make him the best at whatever he does? Of course. I want him to succeed because you get a sense of pride when you're out there and you put in the work and you see it taking place, you know, on the wrestling mat, on the track on the field, on the court, whatever you're playing, you know, whatever you're doing, you get a sense of pride. So I'm going to push my kid and try to do it, but I'm not going to push my kid so much where he can't be a kid. Like he can be an athlete and still be a normal kid as well. And that's the problem, man. This they've done, they've done, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure this kid, he's got to do some really cool stuff and travel around all this but I'll be honest with you, man. I feel like the dad's trying to live through the kid. Right. I'll I'll give my little feedback and what, how I feel about all of this. 
kids should be kids. Kids are only kids once. You can't go backwards in time. You can't relive your, you know, youth league, middle school, high school days once you're past that point. I I get mm-hmm. it now now in this day and age, if you are not training, you know, hardcore or even remotely close to it per se, there's really no point like chance that you're gonna make it past high school that I at least in my I personally have seen. And even in my experience moving from, you know, Houston, Texas to from a six A school that I've been there for quite some time to move into a 4A school in small town of Orange, Texas, and basically not having a shot of even playing in any of the sports that I played in for kids that have, you know, have been there since they were in Little League and Middle School. I never had a chance to get in a connection with the coach that watches these kids grow up. Uh, so I, I feel I feel how you feel, John. It, it it sucks to see that this kid doesn't get to be like a kid. Because I trust me, I wish I can go back and relive those days more times than I can count. Oh man, they were great times. But this kid is not getting a chance. I don't know if you've seen it or not. His dad just uh... so his dad's been getting. I'm not gonna say his dad just did it, but you you take the assumption when I tell you this, but. Uh, his dad's been getting drugged through the mud about the, this. You know what I mean? Um, just not letting his kid be a kid. And uh, now they just posted on his social media, his uh, the kid's social media, that he says, I'm officially retiring from football. I think it happened today or something like that. So I don't know if that's, for real, or if that's the dad, just try not to deal with the backlash anymore. But I'm not saying the dad shouldn't want him to succeed and shouldn't help train him. Shouldn't, but, I mean, is the dad eating clean? Does the dad eat that food? You, if that's what your household does, if your household only eats you know, salmon and brown rice, then, hey, man. Power to you. What your household eats is what your household eats. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever. But you're telling me that your kid is training five to six days a week. Like, what are you what are you doing to your kid to train him? Why is he training? You know what I mean? Let him be a kid. Let him do like like JJ Watt, multiple sports. You know, he shoved his kid in football because probably he played football and his, he's wanting to live through right, it. Right, or his career, his career didn't turn out the way he wanted to, and now he's forcing his kid to do something that he couldn't do himself. My thought process is what happens when, because I've seen a lot of people are talking about the dad is not a big guy, right? I've not seen him, but they're talking about what happens when this kid doesn't grow up to be, you know, six foot four, six foot five, six foot six, you know, 200 and something pound wide or tight end. Then what? You know, is the dad going to like turn his back on the kid or chastise the kid or is their relationship going to crumble or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I think you should always let kids be kids. Let them choose what they want to do, what they want to be in. Support them. Push them to succeed and push them to be better. But don't crush them, man, and make it whatever they're in. That's all that their life is about. Because when this kid crashes and he doesn't make it pros, this kid has, I mean, he has nothing. He's going to feel like his life is over with. Because that's all he's done all his life. He's trained for this all his life and then doesn't make it. And, you know, his dad is training him to, you know, market him as this next big thing. So when he doesn't become the next big thing, you know, what what's this going to do to this kid's self-esteem or mental state? Right. You, you don't so. normally see cases like this really pan out well, as you've seen all the little other athletes, a lot of them you don't see anymore. And reference to mm-hmm. that uh, girl that pitched in the Little League World Series way back when. She went to college, played, and now she's just a sports broadcaster, not even playing pro. And she she was pitched to be one of the first women to ever play in the MLB. 
so we saw how that turned out. So it's you don't normally see cases like this actually panning out the way people are pitching it to mm -hmm. be. Yeah, man. So, well, that's about all I got, man. I ain't got nothing else. We can keep talking about this over and over and over, but I ain't got nothing else to say about this. So, uh, do you got me a fact of the week? Um, not really off the top of my head. You're fine. I, I actually have. <laughs> I I came unprepared. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god, you're fired. You're fired. Don't worry. I'll drop two for you then. So the Let's first one, the first one is uh Kawhi Leonard, right? He has more finals MVPs than triple doubles in his career. Mhm. Mm mhm. And when you see some People, some like you know Jokic or Luca dropping like twenty plus a thirty plus a season or averaging that. That's yep. crazy to hear. Yep. And so there's that one. We'll go ahead and kick. Uh, I'll do some little soccer one here. So I dropped okay. this one a day on our social media. So uh, Messi has scored in every possible minute of regulation except for the first minute. So now that he's hmm. on his way to Miami, yeah, pretty that, crazy. And he's he's been playing for quite a while too, so it's crazy to hear. He may do it this year, though. I don't know. I'd definitely be be keeping up with that. But well, since you ain't got no facts, do you got some shoutouts? Um, I'm going to actually. Shout out my my stepdad. As you know, Father's Day was yesterday, and I just want to say I love and appreciate you, and thank you for stepping in to be a dad figure for me. I I love you. Well, there you go. Well, uh, with that, I'm gonna give a shout out to all the fathers out there as well. Uh, me being a father that day is uh. It's just a good day, you know what I mean? It makes you feel good. You get a chance to think about really what you've accomplished. And I say what you've accomplished, but, you know, kind of as you raise your children and stuff like that, you get to look back at them and, and see the fruits of your labor and all the times where you're ready to pull your hair out and all the times where they're fighting and screaming. Or like my one-year-old right now when he's biting all of the other two. You know, you look back at that and you go, hmm. Yep, 18 more years. Nah, you look at it, man, and you, you, you just sit there and look at it and you get to enjoy it because, you know, it, it, it's a feeling unlike any other feeling. So shout out to all the fathers out there that are doing the right thing, man, stepping up. So yesterday was uh, was for you and uh, keep on crushing it. So that is, uh, that's my real big shout out. And then... Uh, to caveat with that, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Mike Battery. So I am officially I'm pretty much done with the unit, man. I'm getting ready to go do some training. And uh, and then I will be heading to my new duty station. So um, it's been a wild couple years there. Uh, some great memories. Some painful, rough memories. Um, but just getting to, to meet and understand and learn and train with and do all this stuff, man, with the reservist Marines that were there at the unit was a, was a great thing. Um, they've really imprinted on me and uh, just makes me miss the days of my reserve time. Um, I know that a lot of them would go on to do great things. I really got too many people to shout out, you know, but there's uh there's some really really great Marines and just great people there, man. So hey, um I appreciate y'all all welcoming me to the family when I got there and uh as I walked out of the building Sunday night or Friday, excuse me, when they all left, it was uh it was hard, man. It was hard. So I just want to give a shout out like I said to all the Mike Battery Marines. Keep crushing it. So
That's all I got, man. So. Well, 409, Colton to everybody else. I, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I know it was very last minute. Um, I know that maybe you were, felt a little unprepared with some of this stuff, but I appreciate you coming on there, man, and, and helping us get some stuff out and, uh, just taking your time out of your evening, man. So thank you. I, I, you're more than welcome. I, I, like I said, I love, love really anything sports. So having the opportunity to come on here and chit chat and debate about some topics, uh, it, it feels nice. Yeah, man. It's a, it's definitely a fun time. So, Hey, uh, before we go, I want to remind everybody, remember, um, we are brand ambassadors to Bucked Up and to Savage Barbell. So um, go on their websites, use our promo code L, the number two, W, and then the word sports. It's all one word together. And uh, on Bucked Up, that'll get you 20% off. On Savage Barbell, it'll get you 10% off. So check out their stuff, man. They got some great products. I love Bucked Up's pre-workout. And I'm not even a pre-workout guy, but I do love it, man. It junk makes me focused. Um, I like the thermogenic one because I like to sweat when I lift. So, But uh, but check them out, man. And uh, anybody that wants to be on the show, let us know. Jump on our Discord. We're talking all the time in the Discord. It's growing little by little by little every day. Uh, but if you want to come on the show, you want to talk sports, you want to do anything like that, just let us know. We're always looking for new people to bring on to the show. We're also looking for new people to help grow our brand. So if you're interested in possibly getting into the sports world, whether it be writing articles or, you know, something along that, um, just let us know, man. So, well, with that, I am Jonathan, and uh, we appreciate y'all coming and checking us out. Again, thanks, 409. And, uh, hey, we're late to work sports. And uh, we out. Peace. Thank you.